welcome from Amsterdam, and thanks for tuning in to a new episode of Game Consultant. Your host of today is Reinout. It is Sunday, May the 31st, and what a week it was. Um, before we start with gaming, and I've said it before, with COVID, um, let's not cheer that our revenues are go up, people are being hurt. And talking about hurt, George Floyd, a man that actually left his home and um, was arrested. And the way that arrest actually was executed upon was something that is actually no words. And it made a whole nation very, very shaky again, maybe even more than COVID was doing. And everyone has an opinion. And everyone feels with the family. And a lot of people are suddenly using the word racist again. And in 220, it is actually... Um, it is really sad that we still have to use that word. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything that goes towards politics. I'm uh, a podcast that is really about gaming, but our gaming community, um, which I love so much dearly, because it's diversified it's different kind of people different color different race different gender whatever and they're all passionate passionate in doing something that make other people happy and to that sense i'm very sad looking at videos i'm more often also very sad that i'm seeing the video where you see someone almost choking and crying, um, yelling for help, uh, that it's still online. It's, it's unworthy. I think we all know. I'm not sure if we all should see it again. It's evidence. And I hope that the Justice Department will treat it as evidence and that the people that have done harm to this man will get prosecuted. And um, and I really, really hope for a few other things. And one, I'm, I'm seeing all those riots and I know there's some people that taking advantage of it. Um, that's not for, that doesn't count for a lot of people that are out there that want to raise their voice. And that's good. And then second, I saw some people from the black community doing some really good speeches. Don't burn down your own house. I agree to that. But hey, I don't know what the vibe or the feeling is when you walk over the street and you don't feel safe. Just give it some thought. And my thoughts are 
with all the people out there that feel unsafe because of their color, their skin, their race, their religion. Let's change that. So we continue. Um, first of all, I have the item, the item Joachim, where he is talking. Uh, he actually did have a chat with an investor about pitch decks. Um, very interesting. Uh, I heard him say something like, approach the investor like it's a five-year-old, don't go, don't go too, too much in details. Uh, but it's an interesting uh, thought he has there, and also about an option plan, um, which every startup has to deal with. Uh, next to that, uh, Chris, with I, I actually said to Chris last night, be um, philosophical about certain things, and I was wondering if if you're actually going to like it, because, yeah, he has a lot of facts and figures um, but I, I think it's also interesting to see what people actually do think about um, uh, esports. What do they really know about? Why are they so enthusiastic about? So um, that's something I, I definitely want to check out with Chris in the next upcoming episodes. But today we have something very interesting, and that is the Mobile Growth Association. MGA. They have a June event, and that's actually uh, June the 2nd. It's for mobile marketing professionals. And, you know, all you game developers out there, mobile marketing, oh, that can be such a pain. Um, how can you actually do that properly? How is it working? Um, all in all, um, I think um, it was very interesting. Uh, Jen Lalou, and uh, I can tell you something about the last name of her, Lalou, is French. It means wolf. Not a crying wolf because she was very charming and very informative about what the event is and also about the organization. So let's kick it off. Um, I had two items that I quickly wanted to share with you and then we're going for uh, Chris and Joachim and then the interview. So stay tuned. Quickly, some news that actually uh, got my attention. Kippo is raising $2 million. Now you wonder why. It's a dating app for gamers. That's cool. Uh, the company's larger idea is to create a next-generation gaming app that modernizes the way that people can connect and meet. I was involved in a few gaming studios, and um, occasionally we got letters, emails, snail mails, <laughs> um, where the exes said, hey, we basically are a love couple, we're engaged, and in some cases we got married. So it's not a strange thing. Um, funny enough that I'm now really see that it's, yeah, a business. <laughs> um, dating business is big, and now uh, gaming is coming to dating too. As I said, it's all about entertainment. Then I saw uh, an article on PCGamesN.com. E3 is dead. Long live the 31 events replacing it. And you know what? A lot of events. Uh, it's an IGDA indie showcase. Uh, it's not decided exactly when it is, but it's on Twitch. Uh, Xbox 2020 events, sometime June Madden NFL, June 1st. It's actually on YouTube. 
PlayStation 5. It's June the 4th at 1 o'clock PDT on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, the IGN Expo. Uh, it actually has three days. I think it's June 5, 6, 7, and 8 or something. Uh, Guerrilla Collective. It's on June 6, 7, and 8. You notice now that there's a lot of things happening during the month of June. Paradox Insider, June 6th, PC Gaming Show, June 6th, Future Gaming Show, June 6th, Upload VR, Showcase, Summer Edition, Summer Edition, June 8th. Oh, there's more. There's actually Steam Game Festival. Guess what? Summer Edition. June 9th. Well, I have the link on my site. And so as you can see, a lot of events. So um, have fun while you're actually going to. Check them out online on the Steams, the YouTubes, and <laughs> so much more. Um, that was it. I'm going to hand you over to Joachim. As said, it's about pitch decks and options. Here you go. Thanks, Reinhardt. It's Joachim Akren here from Elite Game Developers. And this week's uh, newsletter, which was sent out on Friday, the 29th of May, uh, we're sharing details on the pitch decks, some tips from an, a venture capital investor called Mike Maples, who operates in the Silicon Valley area. He's invested in companies like Twitch, uh, which pretty much everybody probably knows. The, the gaming streaming service uh you, you can like look at the the tips that we, we were writing down there where he's he's basically talking about founders coming to him with pitch decks where there's a lot of slides about the market assumptions things like that and you can easily get the investor lost into the details versus when you go into talking about like just pointing out what you're doing like in simple terms like talking to a five-year-old versus going into too much details early on. And then talking about your secret, the secret sauce, and then how you progressed so far with your startup. Those were those were the takeaways that I wanted to share. And if you look at the, the newsletter of this week from EliteGameDevelopers.com, you can see the points that I, I made there. And then this week we shared also an article on stock options in gaming startups. So we at Elite Game Developers wanted to create a tool for calculating stock option allocations in startups. So for this tool, we looked at examples in gaming. There's, there's a lot of details out there, that, but there weren't that many for games companies specifically. But we looked at this stock options guide that was created by Index, Ven Index Ventures and Buffer the social media company, they had an open equity calculator, which basically gives you some details on how they structure uh, their their uh, stock option allocations. And we put them into a template. So if you go to Elite Game Developers, you can find it under a blog with the title Stock Options in a Gaming Startup. And this week, we also had Daniel McLaren on our podcast, the Elite Game Developers podcast. We were talking about like how do you work with people in gaming because there's different kind of people. Um, some want more uh, you know, guidance if you're managing them versus less guidance. 
and we went into so many examples from Daniel's career. He he's been he was a developer in the states for a long time. He came to Finland where I got to know him, and now he's back in the states and working at ArenaNet. So there's a lot of interesting details we're talking about in the podcast. And uh, if you have time, please sign up to the newsletter. We're going to be putting out interesting content every Friday where we're covering something unique to that newsletter. So go to EliteGameDevelopers.com and sign up for the newsletter. All right. Uh, Talk to you next week again. Stay safe and stay well. Thank you, Joachim. And actually, this is really interesting. Um... Uh, you know, a lot of people, no, let me say it differently. Last week we were talking about the perfect pitch deck. Well, there is no perfect pitch deck. And I think every investor needs a different, unique approach. So uh, to that sense, I think it's really interesting what uh, Joachim is bringing to the table. It's new insights. And also, uh, I value his uh, interviews and his webinars really highly. Recommend you check it out, Elite Game Developers. Thanks, Joachim. Next up is Chris, Chris Reed and Reed Thinks. Let's see how philosophical he is getting today. Hey guys, welcome back to another Reed Thinks. I want to throw out a question that comes up quite a bit in the space, um, quite frankly, because I think because there's no answer to it. And everybody has their own opinion and point of view based on their experience. So I want to throw out out this rhetorical question and get your thoughts on this, and I'll let you know how to do that at the end. Uh, But what makes an eSport an eSport? So I came across an article. uh, It was called How a Game Becomes an eSport by Joab Gilroy uh, from RedBull.com. And I want to throw this quote out there to start. Uh, When a game is played competitively and prizes are available to the best players – than it is an eSport. You know, I I look at that quote and I, I tend to agree with it. Um, one component of this is that people in the eSports space don't believe, some people don't believe that uh, the FGC or fighting game community is actually an eSport, which to be quite frank with you um, is, is kind of ridiculous to me. But <laughs> um, I, my brother uh, being Reeve and being in this space for a number of years, um, you know, we've talked about this a lot. Um, so obviously we think that, um, uh, it is there, uh, you know, smash and Mortal Kombat and Tekken are absolutely esports, um, their esports titles. So, uh, don't want to go down too far that rabbit hole, but it is interesting where you have those different viewpoints and, you know, I, I look at that quote and I tend to agree with it. So I think top down, um, I'm, I'm, when I look at it, I'm more inclusive when it comes to titles and what are esports and what aren't, uh, I'm more, uh, have a more wider umbrella, I believe in my perspective. Uh, but I absolutely do believe, uh, obviously, that the FGC is is part of part of an esport. And when you're when you're competing, um, there's prizes at the end, and there's there's obviously skill levels involved. Um, I think it's obviously an esport. Um, so I I think that when you look at and you just look at the Smash community in general, um, you know, like for Smash Melee, the community's been around for 20 years, and I think an esports an esport title, the strength of it comes from the community. And you only are as strong as your community is. So if you have, you know, it doesn't matter if, if uh, a league, there's a bunch of money being pumped into a league and it's being propped up and things like that. And, 
you know, you have, uh, you know, interests out there that, that want to, you know, that make sure that the league wants to be, or needs to be at a, you know, computer at a high level and things like that. If the community implodes, if that, um, support goes away, you know, for the, you know, the fans, the players, the coaches, just the ecosystem itself, um, it can really affect it in, in a significant way. So I think strength of community is something that isn't talked about nearly enough. And it's kind of this, I would maybe, you know, call it an intrinsic value, um, but making sure that, you know, that, that strength of the community is there because long-term that's, that's what's going to keep um, a title around. And eventually, if you don't have the support from your community, from the different you know, sections we kind of talked about, that's when, you know, you're not going to have enough there, enough substance uh, to have a long-term, um, you know, trajectory for that particular title. So, I, you know, I just find that really interesting that this comes up a lot. Um, so what do, what are things that you think makes up an eSport? Uh, the other thing, too, I was thinking about was like, you know, Little League. So I kind of I grew up uh, playing Little League baseball at a young age. And, you know, I mean, obviously you play Little League. There's no, like, prize at the end. There's no, you know, prize money at the end of that league, right, if you're five, six years old. Um, so I, w- I was go back to like the little leagues of esports, and I've had a lot of really interesting conversations around that, and um, and what that even looks like, what Scholastic esports looks like. Look, it's been around, it's been around for a number of years, right? Um, people have had these conversations for a long time. There's a lot of programs that are coming up, um, but that's you know I think that's for the longevity of the space is what's going on with with the youth, um, because that is the future. So. I, and I don't, and look, I don't have the, all the answers to that. Um, I really don't think anyone does. I think it's a process and does it have to look exactly the same as traditional sports? I don't believe so. Um, and I think if you're trying to copy it, you know, one action to the other, I think that that's, there's extra issues there, but I think you can pull some, um, some advantages, uh, in developing these, these scholastic leagues and creating that, that we always kind of call it the floor per se, or the support, um, for the space. So that's where my mind also goes when, when I hear this question. So it's really interesting. What, what do you think about it? So what do you think makes an eSport? I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Um, send me a message on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Chris Reed, C-R-I-S-R-E-E-D. You can also send me uh, a message on Twitter at the level up EXP. Again, at the level up EXP. Because this comes up a lot and I'd like to hear different viewpoints from different um, you know sec- sectors of the space and um, and just people that have been around the space for a while. I think it's really interesting. So thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you, Chris. And uh, yeah, uh, guys, check them out. Chris Reed. Uh, Chris without the H. And trust me, I also make that mistake. So it's C-R-I-S and then last name Reed. R-E-E-D. Or check them out on the Level Up Experience on LinkedIn, uh, Chris is doing on a weekly basis all kinds of interviews, and you can check him out and on LinkedIn. Uh, very interesting guest, and I love the conversations. And uh, once in a while, I'll uh, I'll do my thing with Chris too, where we are really uh, brainstorming about things. And uh, and today's item, I I really like it about what are your thoughts about esports? What is esports? What makes esports compelling? And um, so anything goes, just uh, shoot him a message and who knows, maybe he can talk about it in the next episode um, of Read Things. So, ladies and gentlemen, 
We have now the Mobile Growth Association, the MGA, and their events. Uh, and one of the events is coming up June the 2nd, MGS Global Virtual Conference 1.0. And it's mobile marketing, uh, mobile marketing for you, game developers. So uh, my interview with Jen was a very fun interview. And um, as I said, the wolf is coming to town. So we're talking about events, game events. And since COVID has actually hit us all, uh, we've seen revenues going up. We've seen uh, profits going up. One, one CEO was actually telling me, yeah, you know, I don't have to pay employees anymore uh, since the government is doing that. And um, But obviously the pressure will be on. Game development needs to uh, get back on track. Um, and there was suddenly GDC that said, no, can't do. It was Gamescom that said, no, we can't actually do that event as we would normally do. And th those are just two as a reference. Um, mm -hmm. The damage to the industry was a lot, not only for careers. It's only about exchanging business cards, experiences, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, well, yeah, I mean... Uh, Actually, Xola did something with uh, Carnival, a game event, Game Dev Carnival. Uh, Hendrik Lesser had his own event. He did it completely voluntarily. Nordic Game um, is basically online. And while I'm doing this interview, it is Thursday and you're listening and either on Sunday, Monday or maybe a year later. I don't care. But um, today I'm actually talking to Jen. Jen Lalou, and we just discussed it. Uh, the last name sounds French. Well, better said, it is French, and it is the wolf. So, um, a howling dog. <laughs> Hello, Jen. <laughs> Hello, Ronald. How are you? Thank Hello. you so much for I'm having good. me on today. Yeah. So excited to, to speak with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's um, Yeah. And, and the, the fun part was Dave did reach out uh, to me and, and yeah, uh, I actually have been speaking on an event of yours, uh, I think it was in Berlin, mm -hmm. and, and a good friend of mine, Oliver, is a big fan of you too, Oliver Kern, he oh. always talks about user acquisition and, and you know, uh, when he hears about, um, about your events, uh, yeah, well, he's the first to say like, hey, I like that, high quality, <laughs> so that's good. We love Oliver, that's uh, great. Yeah, he's a fun character. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mobile Growth Association. Mm -hmm. So before you introduce yourself, it was it was named differently, but you turned into an association. So yes. if you can introduce yourself and the association and why did you turn it into an association? Absolutely. Um, well, thank you so much for having me on the show. And uh, yeah. my name is Gemma Liu. I'm the CEO of Mobile Growth Association. Um, and I've been with the company for about three years now, and I've seen a lot of transformation throughout my time with um, with us. As you had mentioned before, we were actually named something else. And this is actually the third evolution of the company, if you would believe it. Um, originally, we started out as Mobile Growth Fellowship, which was yeah. a nonprofit that was dedicated really to connecting people um, and building like a networking group, basically. Um, and then what we realized was that um, we realized there was something there. So it went from some dinners, you know, where we invited some people together so that they could connect with each other. And then it turned into some dinners with some talks. Um, and then it grew into a conference. Um, and it, it, it's been completely organic, to be honest with you. It's been really amazing to, to be on this journey. But we also realized that as 
we grew into a conference events group that um, the conferences were great. People were learning a lot, but then there were all these additional services that we were realizing we could offer people like, you know, recruiting services, um, deal flow introductions, um, classes, all of these things. And we realized that it didn't really fit within a conference events group because, you know, people go to a conference to go to a conference. Um, and we just realized we were more than that. So an association model made more sense to us because at, at the end of the day, you know, we really do, um, we really do look at our roots as being rooted in education and networking and growth and collaboration um, yeah. and, you know, professional growth for, for everybody that wants to be part of, of our, our group. So um, an association yeah. model just, just really made sense and it was actually very easy to transition. So, um, so we changed the name last year um, to Mobile Growth Association and um, we still have kept Mobile Growth Summit. So Mobile Growth Summit is still our, um, conference and event series, and that's still going to continue the way it is. But now, instead of just being one, you know, one vertical, we now have not only do we have um, conference and events, we have something called Talent X, which is a recruiting service for people that are interested in, um, you know, for people that are looking for jobs in the space, but then also a place for companies to come to us and to say, hey, we're looking for top talent. Um, where can we find them? And then we say, well, we've got the whole pool of very interesting and very talented people. Let us introduce you to them. Um, yeah. So we have that going on and we're working on something called Mobile Growth University, which is still in development, but we're super excited about how that's going. Um, and really the sky's the limit. I mean, you know, this, this um, being an association really gives us an unlimited opportunity to do and address the needs of the community. So yeah. Um, we have started accepting applications um, for app publishers um, that are interested in joining. And because it's a new thing and we're still developing it, it's free to join. Um, mm -hmm. So we're hoping that we can get a solid base of, of members and then we can go to our member group and really start um, really start cooking, so to speak, <laughs> and figuring out how we can use this association to really benefit the, the industry and the people within this industry. So we're totally yeah. out there for, for everyone. Um, yeah. And uh, we just love the space. I mean, there's so many great people that uh, it's just really, really nice to, to meet them and learn from them and um, allow them to, to grow and um, benefit. So uh, that's kind of, that's kind of the story behind Mobile Growth Association. And um, yeah, this will be the first full year, actually June, June 2nd really marks the um, first year that we have transitioned into an association. Yeah, association. Um, yeah. We officially launched it in February um, at Mobile Growth Summit um, 20, MGS 20. Um, yeah. But before then, it was just a lot of doing a lot of background work and, you know, trying to get set up so that we could be an association model and, and things like that from the business end. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, yeah, great. great way yeah, to go. I'm I'm looking at the at the events actually. Mm -hmm. um, we're not going to talk too much about COVID. I mean, uh, I think enough said about it. Um, I'm seeing already 22 or 21 on the on the radar, like mm -hmm. Canada, Europe, um, mm -hmm. Singapore, UK, Latin, New York. So, um, but um, let's 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 uh, let's focus a bit on 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 the events. Mm -hmm. That you do, and and for the gaming space. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, obviously, I was mentioning uh, Oliver. Mm -hmm. I always call him Oli. Mm -hmm. um, you have when when you look at channels, you have the let me say it rightly: user acquisition, retention, and, engage, and engagement, monetization, lifetime value, 
mobile gaming, those are the channels mm-hmm. that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so bottom line, any game developer out there should should be interested in, in knowing more about this. But um, how, how are you servicing uh, uh, game developers? Or, or what is your angle, the target? Um, you know, I think we have... I, I wouldn't say that we're specific to um, niche. I think we're more of a general... Um, I, I, I wouldn't know how to describe this in that sense. I mean, I think we're just there for all gamers that are interested, that are building apps, that are interested in learning how to, you know, develop a user base, to retain users, to, um, you yeah. know, and all of the best. And we offer, you know, hopefully the experts that, you know, give them all of the best strategies to be able to utilize within their own teams and within their own groups and within their own apps. So, um, you know, yeah. I think we really come to, our, our big value is providing the experts that can really help, you know, advise and inform the game developers on the best strategies and tactics to, um, to build their games. So yeah. uh, that's, yeah. you know, that's from our, my experience, what's been really useful to people. And um, that's what we've heard feedback on. Yeah, yeah, I mean the the, the list of experts. Um, I mean, when when it, it, it hits my inbox or I see it on social media, mm-hmm. I, I always feel like, hey, um, it, it, it's it, it's it's really content that is worthy. Uh, where I feel a lot of those online conferences is like, yeah, okay, uh, I get to meet some people or we can talk a bit, but this is something where you can really learn from. Mm-hmm. Um, that brings me really down to um, we have four days, 20 hours and 47 minutes. I see the countdown has really started. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> and that's the global virtual event for mobile mm-hmm. app publishers. Mm-hmm. Um, come together with peers and experts from around the globe to learn, connect and to grow. Mm-hmm. And, that's, uh, and that's coming up. Um, although I see five reasons already. Uh, get, need a strategy, more than a webinar. Four geos in three days. That's interesting. Uh, your questions answered. Oh, that's interesting. And uh, reconnect with industry leaders. Um, tell me something more about that event. That is starting uh, the, the second. I always say the fourth, but it's actually June the second, mm-hmm. right? Yep, it's June the second, but it's in Singapore time. So the interesting thing, um, you know, this is an entirely new venture for us. So we thought it would be interesting that we would host um, these different geos, but we would have the conferences, you know, the tracks start within their individual time zones. So depending on where you're at, um, you know, the times could be different. So the, uh, in the U S for example, you know, even though the um, conference starts on June 2nd in Singapore, it would actually be starting, you know, late June 1st in the U S because it's on a different time zone. So I just want to throw that out there. So people know that um, the time to really check the time zones before they jump in. Um, And and I'm uh, Amsterdam. So it's, it's, it's six o'clock here. So that's, that's, that's uh, midnight, exactly midnight. I think uh, um, Singapore. Mm -hmm. So six hours for Europe. So uh, for someone that is listening right now from the U.S., what is then? Because you're actually nine hours behind mm-hmm. on me, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's nine mm-hmm. with you. Okay. Got so uh, so just. Oh, funny. <laughs> so oh. we're gonna. You know, <laughs> Sorry. It's, you know, a lot of things like with technology is you just you just try and you iterate, right? So we had to start somewhere, yeah. and we thought that we would go, we would you know try it this way, and you know one of the things that we 
you know, there's a lot of things about COVID that can be scary, um, the uncertainty, the unknown, but, um, you know, we really see this as an opportunity because this is something that um, really, there have been virtual events in the past, but never, I don't think there has been as much scrutiny on how to do them as well as they need to be done now. And something that we yeah. really looked at, you know, there's been a lot of complaints we've learned from you know, other events about, oh, it was just a Zoom meeting. It's not really a conference. How do you get that human interaction? Um, and the honest reality is that there's no replacement for human, human interaction. Um, so, what, so what's the next best thing? And then, you know, we actually took a look at gaming. Um, and we said, well, how do gaming, like gamers, you know, engage their audience? How do they get people to stay interested? And how do they get people, you know, to want to wanna play the game or, or be part of it. And so through our conference, which is, I think is something different than we've seen through other people, is that we've added some gamification features. So when you sign up um, and join the conference, you are, I can just explain a little bit about it. And, um, yeah. you know, you sign up and then you are allowed to go in and you sign up for a virtual business card. So it's kind of like a virtual check-in where you fill out all of your information um, and we've decided to make a lot of this information mandatory because we have found that in other conferences, you know, if you don't make this mandatory, people just lurk. You know, they just they, they yeah. don't really communicate. They just sit there and watch. And then really, what's the point? So, you know, we've kind of put some pressure on people. We really want you if you're going to come, we want you to engage. We want you to participate. This is not just something you yeah. turn on your computer and go listen to in the background while you do dishes or, you know. You play your other video games or something like that, you know. Oops, oops. I caught you. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing all these emails and then I'm listening. It's like, oh, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah okay. exactly. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, I mean. Don't put a camera on me. The thing is, is we've got like over 100 of very, very talented people spending a lot of time and yeah. energy to help share like their best, their you know, their best tips and tricks. And so we really want, you know, if you come to attend, we, we really want you to get something out of it. Um, and I, we don't think it's too much of an ask for you to provide information so that people can communicate with you. So what you will do is you'll, you'll go and you'll log on, you'll, you'll sign up, um, you'll fill out your virtual business card, and then you'll be entering into um, the, the conference space. And so what we've decided is that for people, there's different things you can do. So, you know, we want you to engage. So, you know, for people who engage in 80% of the sessions, for instance, they'll earn a badge. So there's a whole system developed around badge earning. And once you get these, you know, several different badges, a certain number for different things, there's, there are prizes associated with them. So like, you know, these prizes can range from, you know, discounts to virtual currencies to free trials, but then to drones and, and you know, cash yeah. rewards and things like that. And um, we really took that um, uh, strategy from the gaming community. You know, we want people to, to earn, you know, to feel like they're earning something and to be engaged and to be excited to win, you know. So yeah. uh, I'd be really interested uh to get feedback from the gaming community is how, how, how it worked, how it played out. And, yeah. um, you know, and something that's interesting for us is that you get one ticket. It's good for all three days. So it gives people the opportunity to meet with leaders and in industries and geos that, you know, they may have never gotten contact with or known. So um, we yeah. really, yeah. you know, we're really looking forward to seeing how it all plays out. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and 
interesting though it's that um normally when people do these online mm-hmm. conferences uh and i was one of them i was completely guilty <laughs> it's like okay you have my email address you have my name and now bugger off uh and uh, okay i'm doing that online thingy but i think uh, we all know that we won't see quote unquote each other that early than maybe late late this mm-hmm. year if we if, if it's already if this all, year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly so um I think we've come to appreciate that these conferences are being mm-hmm, done mm-hmm. online. Um, I, I truly hope that uh, conferences like yours, and, and I don't know what GDC will actually pull off in July or how Gamescom will look like, but I, I hope that the usual suspects mm-hmm. um, will remain uh, the, the, the usual suspects. And I'm seeing some other conferences trying, uh, but it doesn't have really uh, in-depth content that I find interesting. It was more like, okay, let's meet up a bit and chat a bit. But it, it also the registration mm-hmm. right now of f- filling out everything, mm-hmm. it's actually a wise thing to do because uh, people can actually find your email address or uh, oh, start with your name, the company name, title, uh, maybe your mm-hmm. LinkedIn. Uh, I mean, it's, it's really now connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the meantime, you get value well, you have about 100 speakers. I mean, it's 100 plus mm-hmm. speakers, people that have a sensible thing mm-hmm. to share from their background experience mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. have built up. And you can actually literally look at it uh, for three days mm-hmm. in a row, right? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, that's so, awesome. I think, uh, you know, yeah. we have, um, we'll have, I'm actually really, I've been really closely intertwined with the whole development process. And our partner has been really flexible in supporting our needs and trying to adapt the live format to an online virtual format. And it's really exciting to see how far we've come. And, um, you know, the whole thing, we, we had a whole conversation on, well, if you require people to do this information, are they going to be interested? But the thing is, is that the world's changed. This is really the only way you can connect and network with people, you know, right now. And if you're not yeah. going to give this information, you're just not going to get the benefit out of it. And, and, you know, and then people complain and it's like, well, you know, <laughs> what did you do to make it, to make it a good experience for yourself? Like, did you just sign up and expect to be entertained the whole time? Or did you sign up and you put your information in and you, you got into the chat rooms and you said, Hey, I've got this question or you filled out, you know, you, you, you jumped in on a survey and gave your opinion or, you know, you listen to somebody that you've never heard of before and you were like, oh, that's a really interesting talk. Let me throw out my question. Like, did you put in the effort to get out of it? And I think that's what we really want to encourage people to do for this conference is we want you to come. We want you to be prepared. We want you to have a great time and we want you to really just in engage like think of it as a little adventure <laughs> you know who are you yeah. going to meet who, yeah. who are you going to meet in the lounge who are you going to connect with and share your virtual business card with um you know the cool thing is is that we have live session go- sessions going but like for example if you're in the u.s and you sleep through singapore <laughs> the uh, the 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 asian yeah. track you know you can look at these videos on demand afterwards so you don't you don't lose the yeah. content um it, it's there if you miss it but you know there's just so much available. It's fun to it be is. live. And, and yeah, exactly. I see day one is uh, Asia time, day two is mm-hmm. America's time, and day three is European yep. time. You have a keynote, uh, Tech mm-hmm. for Good, uh, fun, fun title. Uh, Jenny Sager, um, next door, and I'm seeing actually, uh, I'm seeing people from uh, Google, 
Um, what do we have? More uh, actually, how to build more efficient data reporting? Funny. Oh, that's the App Growth Network. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Notable. Uh, it's 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 a uh, it's it's so we've many. Got, we've got we've got a lot of great people, and we're just really blessed that people jumped in and and are taking yeah. a chance. They're like, yeah, we're going to try this with you. You know, we don't know how it's going to work out, but we're going to try it with you, and we think we can make it successful with you. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, who, yeah. who's attend? Facebook. We've got. Google, Mopub, Platika, Reddit, you know, we've got just a ton of people. Yeah. Uh, PickUp uh, from Latin America. One of the, one of the areas yeah. that we're venturing into is Latin America, um, and we're trying to really develop and cultivate talent in that region of the world. Um, you know, so it's great to have Harlan there with us uh, presenting, um, you know, Grubhub, LinkedIn. I mean, there's, there's some, there's a lot of um, standard like great people speaking. And then there's also a lot of new ones coming up. So uh, we're really trying yeah. to, you know, mix, you know, stars with up and coming stars and um, give you a little. I see Peggy uh, yeah. also. Mm -hmm. Peggy Ansels. I mean, I'm she's, a fan of her. She's awesome. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah mm -hmm. wonderful. Hey, and, and okay. So um, for everyone that's listening, I, I have the link uh, for registration on, 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 uh, of, in the description and on the blog. So yeah, um, that's, uh, to, yeah, so when can um, they register? I mean, yeah, till the yeah, day? They can, they can register yeah. all the way up to the day. Yeah. I believe we can register even, you know, if you jump in on the third and you want to get, you know, some info on the fourth, I believe we will still have registration open then. And if, if not, just let me know and we'll, we'll make sure you get in. Um, and I don't know if you guys have a, a special code, but for all of your listeners that are interested in joining us, um, the second through the mm -hmm. fourth, uh, feel free to use the promo code MGS invite. So just type that in and you'll, and um, at publishers, yeah. you'll get, you'll get a free ticket. So, cool. um, yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, and mm -hmm. there's one more thing. Uh, so if you register, you, you, you have this uh, mobile growth of MGA mm -hmm. member benefits. Um, and I was reading up there on, on, on a bit. So besides discounts and events, but you have access to fit dinners. Um, that, that actually counts for the whole year where you have all kinds of extra goodies mm -hmm. that you guys give. Can you say a little bit more about uh, yeah, being so, a member? So right now um, we're really accepting... We're accepting applications for membership. We're still in the, I would say, beta phase of developing the the official, you know, membership and, and what it's going to entail. So if you get in early, it's going to be free, um, you know, yeah. for life. So that'll be great. But, you know, in addition to getting um, free passes to shows, you know, our plan is to offer, you know, webinars and, and things specifically for our members um, offer recruiting services and, you know, discounts on other, you know, other certain other partnerships that we may have um, with people. We've even talked about, we're actually in discussion with um, an insurance company to see if we can provide, you know, insurance for, you know, freelance, you know, app publishers that are just trying to, you know, get started. Um, you know, so those sorts of things We're really, and then we're also open to other benefits that, you know, app publishers may, may want or might think that, um, would be useful for the community as well. So, um, yeah, we've just got, there's a lot of opportunity there and, um, to do some great things. Yeah. Anything on the roadmap for 220, the rest of 220, 221 that we should um, know about? Well, right now we've made the commitment to be entirely virtual for 2020. 
Um, we just think yeah. that we'd like to focus on really um, doing this well. Um, and then in 20... Yeah, I want <laughs> yeah. to say do it right. Well, yeah. We, yeah, I would love to do it yeah. right. I mean, I would love... My goal is to be, yeah. you know, to have our association as the leader in how to do things the right way. Um, and so that's really yeah. where we're striving um, to get. It's going to take a couple iterations, but I, I'm confident we'll get there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and as, as for 2021, um, you know, we're really paying attention to what's going on with the world events and, you know, this whole thing about getting a vaccine and are there going to be, um, you know, is it is COVID going to come back? Are we still yeah, alive? You know, <laughs> has this thing mutated, you know? Um, you know, yeah, we'll yeah. definitely be interested in doing live events once it's safe to do so. Um, but I think, yeah. you know, the world's changed. So I don't think, I don't think yeah. this online strategy is going anywhere. I think it's going to end up turning into a really cool, like hybrid situation, um, you know, as we move forward. So I, I don't see things yeah. being completely offline anymore. Um, and so I think we're just going to work really hard to, uh, figure out what that means for us in our community. And um, yeah, and it's just going to be a really interesting, you know, time over the next few years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Dave mentioned a bit like um, also you want to maybe try find ways of also becoming mm -hmm. more local so that you have, let's call, um, yeah, how you call them, mm -hmm. the chapters or something? Is that still uh, yeah, absolutely. on the road? So um, that's something that actually was... Um, you know, way back when we first started, we started with the concept of having chapter presidents. Um, and, you know, we kind of got away with from that when we turned more into a conference event group. But I think with COVID and this whole transition into online, you know, there's a lot of anonymity out there. And we were looking at the chapter presidents now as a way to help, you know, provide community support in this global world. So for yeah. instance, I'm, I'm just hypothesizing, but this is something that could potentially, we could see happening, you know, in 2021 is, you know, we have a virtual event, but, you know, people are only allowed to congregate in small groups, you know, up to a certain number. So yeah. that's a perfect way to incorporate our chapter presidents because they could be in any state, anywhere, um, you know, any country yeah. and, and they can, pull in together their little community of, you know, app publishers and app marketers, and they could meet, you know, so there could be, yeah. you know, in terms of the hybrid, like the online virtual conference could be going on, but there could be physical, you know, there could be like a watch party or something, you know, in a bar or someplace yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where people in small yeah. groups could meet. And so that's kind of how we're, yeah. we're taking this approach is, you know, global virtually and then having our individual chapter presidents really um, support our community on the ground within their individual geos and, and towns and things like that. So on that note, I mean, we're always looking for chapter presidents who are interesting. We're really working on developing yeah. out that program. <laughs> um, so yeah. people who are in, yep. That's people, why I asked. Absolutely. You know, we are, we would love. Yeah. Because, yeah, absolutely. You know what is the coolest thing about this whole virtual experience is that, you know, there are standard geos where people know like, oh, New York, there's a lot of apps, you know, app marketers yeah. in, in Europe, we know where they are in Berlin and in San Francisco, there's this yeah. huge tech hub, but you know what, there are some places in, in Asia and um, South America that who would have known, you know, and we're just starting yeah. to see, yeah. I just was looking through some of our attendees today and I was like, who are these people? And then I look at them and, and there's a, an app in Indonesia. That's one of the top apps, you know, 
in their area and and who would have known yeah. i would have never known yeah Look, local exactly. heroes yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. so I know. awesome i know um so you know yeah <laughs> you know if you want to be if- it's fun I, I, I had this, this interview mm-hmm. with Kate Edwards uh, a couple of episodes ago, and, and obviously she was uh, holding the chair of uh, IGDA, um, and, uh, but she said, like, yeah, is it still, well, obviously the organization is still needed, but effectively you see more and more mm-hmm. local initiatives, like local communities, and um, maybe that, that's, that's a very good way that if there are local communi- mm-hmm. communities out there, like, uh, like in Holland we have uh, Control Online, Control is a magazine, it's all about games, and it's for the game, mm-hmm. Dutch gaming community. And uh, Alessandra, who is the main editor, she's organizing sometimes smaller events, dinner events. I mean, um, it's, it's people like that that basically could say, say like, hey, I'm, I'm raising my hand. Can I help you uh, in doing something in the Netherlands? And I'm sure you have someone <laughs> like that in Finland or uh, in, in the UK, uh, China, Indonesia, uh, Latin. Um, obviously, I was already mentioning Carlos, uh, who's a walking, talking, mm-hmm. breathing game uh, uh, guru there Um, but you you need people like that so yeah I mean so anyone out there that is interested would like to have more info yeah please please contact me um, contact anyone on our team just shoot us an email jump on LinkedIn send us a note Um, we're more than happy to get you introduced I mean to anybody or get you involved in any way possible Um, you know we 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 really like to see ourselves I guess as an ecosystem right so for for example like if you're new you just graduate college and you're getting you're jumped into to marketing and that publisher you know you come to one of our events you learn about all the things that that you need to know in order to do your job well you go back you do your job well you get you know two years of experience you're ready to move on you come back to mga and you say hey talent x i'm looking for my next thing and we say oh awesome you've done so well let's i've got 20 different companies that might be interested in your experience great you know 10 years down the road you move up and now you're a a director you know vp or whatnot and you've got a lot of experience you come back and you give that experience to the next generation by speaking at our events by you know hiring you know people through our association you know so it's it, it's kind of a whole a circle circular effect and um the people that you know sponsor with us you know those new people coming out of school may not be somebody you can turn a sale right away but they met you oh. and you know, two yep. years down the road, they join another company and they say, hey, we need the service. And you know what that person says? I met this person at so-and-so's conference. Let me go connect <laughs> you. So, yeah. you know, everything ties together. Yeah. Everything is, you know, works off of each other and everybody needs each other. So, you know, we just want to be that place, that ecosystem where people can grow and um, learn and connect. Mm-hmm. Cool. Last question. Um, I'm seeing latest news with you, and, and that's always very interesting. Uh, are you also getting uh, news sent? I mean, with some other, uh, those are more like news sites, but they have guest authors. Um, are, you, are you looking also for content that people can actually send in there? Obviously, it doesn't have to be completely an editorial, but if they can share experience, data, these kind of things, is that something oh, that you guys absolutely. are interested in? Absolutely. Like, 100% we're always looking yeah. for guest contributors. Um, one of the things we always ask our speakers is like, hey, you're speaking with us. We want you to, we'd love for you to write a blog post. Um, but you know what? Yeah. That's because we're really, we're really looking for people in the industry who want to contribute and are very knowledgeable. So absolutely. If you are interested in blogging yeah. with us yeah. or having daily contributions, um, for sure. I mean, we are really expanding our content arm of the company. 
Um, and you'll notice that we're, we're publishing yep. on a week of like, I mean, every week we've got three to three to five posts going, um, you know, because we want to be that place where you come for all your information and all of the most up to date, you know, strategies and tactics and things like that, that will help you in your job. So if you want to be part of that and we would love to have you. So um, feel free again, just to reach out on LinkedIn or um, email me or, you know, and I can set you up with the right person yep. and we can get you started. Mm-hmm. Cool. I um, I will make sure I have uh, your name linked to mm-hmm. your profile on LinkedIn. I'll uh, mm-hmm. have Dave uh, also uh, in the in the blog, so then people can reach out to you. Um, and Dave, uh, obviously the link to register um, for the event June the second. I repeat, June the second, because I've been saying <laughs> June the fourth. I think. Um, so June the second, and um, yeah. thank you very much for explaining uh, more about the event, but also Mobile Growth Association and and uh, its take on wow. today. Wow, thank you so future. much for having me. It's been really great. Um, so thank you so much. It was great. <laughs> All right. Yep. All right. Bye. Hey, thank you. Bye bye. So I hope you enjoy uh, today's uh, episode and um, where I started with, I want to end with and um, I want to, I want to say a prayer for everyone. And um, a lot of people that know me very well know that I'm going on a regular basis to church to light some candles. And that's exactly what I'm going to do today. Light a candle for everyone that is hurt, for everyone that is witnessing uh, racism, for everyone that feels unsafe and for everyone in our own gaming community that feels unsafe. And, you know, um, I love you all. And, and I hope, I hope really that things are going to change for the better. And I remember one person saying uh, a couple of days ago, it matters that you vote, not which country doesn't really matter. And really it is important. Go out there and vote, make your vote count. Yeah, maybe one vote doesn't, but two or three will. And, um, you know, I'm actually talking to my son, Sebastian. I'm actually saying to him, you know, you're an individual, but together you're actually a group. And you hear him in the background. He's playing with his friends right now. And I do it on purpose. I open the door so you can hear him. And, um, you know, he has a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. So let's raise it. Let's raise our voices and do something about it. We want tolerate it any more. Ciao for now. This was all for today. Thanks so much for listening to Game Consultant. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. And remember, do share this podcast with other members of the games industry.